Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. Hey, how's everyone doing? This is Light. Hey, Light. I think I think we have some friends here in the woods with us. We have someone visiting uh, visiting from outer space, I believe. Outer space. Outer space. I'm looking up in the sky now. <laughs> I'd like to introduce Alex Reinhardt, our special guest today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. You. We've talked to, to a few people so far who have some projects going on with SideQuest, and you have a project going on right now with SideQuest. That's right. Yes, I, I am uh, launching tomorrow, uh, at least tomorrow right now, uh, Close <laughs> Encounters. Awesome. It may be, I don't know when this will be edited. I think we have a Monday episode, so it may have launched yesterday. This is all kind of a, a, a big time vortex we're stuck in here. <laughs> but the Probably good news is going on right now. It's going on right now, so if you go online, you can find it now. So where can you find it at? Yeah, you can find it. Uh, of course, you can find all SideQuest projects at sidequest.info. Uh, and you'll find a link to it there. Or if you go to my itch page, which is alrine, A-L-R-I-N-E dot itch dot I-O, you'll find it. And it's, and you're, are you doing the, the funding side of it? Are you doing it on itch.io or something? That's like right. That? Okay. Yes, it's, it's going to be itch funding, uh, which is a, a new experiment for me, but we're going to see how it works. Yeah, that's new to me. I've done a lot of other various platforms for like crowdfunding, but I've not I've only bought a couple things on itch. I haven't had as much experience. I'm just kind of learning it and discovering it as it seems to be a lot of really cool stuff coming out of there. Yeah, I've I've done three Kickstarters in the past. And it's the the advantage of itch is that it's, you know, it's sort of taking it back into the creator's hands. It's sort of a new marketplace. Um, but it, it's it's exciting stuff. No, that's good. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the Close Encounters games? Obviously, it's probably gonna be science fiction versus traditional fantasy, so. What's the premise of the game? Yeah, the premise of the game is that you are crewmates on a sci-fi ship that has crashed down on this alien planet. The alien planet is controlled by an angry machine spirit named Ida. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and Ida does not want you to leave. She wants nightly sacrifices in the form of technology. So you have to go out to all of these other crashed ships and scavenge them for technology parts. And you're going to be finding, it's basically a big dungeon crawl in a sci-fi environment. Oh, I, I, I love that idea. Like that's, that's especially lately, a lot of the stuff like Mothership coming out and the new Alien game, it's Coriolis. Like the idea of like sci-fi. And then we just covered the Starship Warden as well. I love the idea of the space dungeon crawl. I really haven't gotten a chance to run a lot of them, but I'm going to be running some here soon, so I love that idea. <laughs> it's just, it's an undertapped, like there's so, so much potential for that genre. For sure. Where did the, I'm, I'm curious, what is the, the system itself that you're using like with this game? Yeah, so the system itself is uh, a very simple system. Uh, you have uh, eight skills. It's, it's OSR-like. Good. Um, so you have, you have eight skills rather than attributes. But those cover things like exploring or using these strange technology demolitions. And each of these skills has a skill die ranging from a D4 to a D8. And you just want to get a four or higher Got on whatever you're doing. Um, but when you fail at a task, you gain stress. Yep. And when you get enough stress, that turns into strain. When you get enough strain, that turns into health. Health kills you. Makes sense. The exciting part, the unique bit, is that it is, you, you have this, this OSR dungeon crawling bit, 
but we have this narrative game approach as well. The way that you remove stress is that you have a flashback, a close encounter with another crewman. So give me an idea how the flashback or the close encounter, could you could you explain that a little a little more in depth? Absolutely. So if, if you and I are going through this this ship and we get to a place where there's no gravity and I try to jump across this chasm, I need to I need to go 30 feet straight up in the air and there's no gravity here. I have to time my jump. I make an athletics check. I fail. Uh, this is this is a difficult check. I take three stress here and that puts me up to my max. I say, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Logar, do you remember when we first met on the ship? When we were first uh, yeah. assigned to yeah. When I we were first assigned it. to be bunkmates. I remember <laughs> it. I remember the first time I saw you. The first thing that I thought was, man, he better not eat my chips. <laughs> And I did. I, I went right <laughs> up to your chips. I said, oh, it's so nice of you to leave these out. And I grabbed them and I ate them all. And I just sat there and stewed in my hatred and anger, keeping it to <laughs> myself, bottling it up. To this. But that would relieve the stress because you're having this flashback sequence. Exactly. But if I had let that stress build up, it would go to strain. And that's a lot harder to remove. So you're you're just kind of you're fleshing out the characters by by building more depth to the characters through the flashbacks and kind of giving an, a, a window into who they are, essentially. Is that correct? Exactly. That's a cool idea. I like that. I think we would. I'm a little afraid of what we would do with that. <laughs> in our group, we get a little crazy. Yeah, in our group, there'd be a lot of poop jokes. You know, oh, but... no, no. <laughs> so how many um, pages is this going to be? Uh, this will be a 24 page zine. Awesome. Uh, so keeping it nice and tight. And are there like different, so like, like, like a lot of times there's a different level for the PDF or a physical zine. Could you, could you go over that there? Yeah. The, during, during the two week funding campaign, the PDF will be $5 and then the physical will be $12 domestic or $14 international. And that includes shipping. Got it. So you'll be doing the uh, printing. That's right. I'm, I'm hoping to find just a small print run, maybe 20 issues or 20 copies. Got it. Well, I'm, let's hope that we get, we get much higher than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how many we can go for. Now, are you doing them yourself or are you going to have someone else do the, the actual uh, copy? It, it's all me. Uh, this it's time it's all you. me. I've, I've collaborated in the past, but this one is all me. Now, art design, have, have you laid all this out as well? Is that all your... That's right. I did... I. I did the first line of design myself, and then I collaborated with uh, Sean Patrick Kane, who gave some feedback. And uh, it's, uh, Sean is famous for uh, Long Haul and some other games, Long Haul 1983, beautiful game. Uh, and they came in and just said, hey, here's some suggestions. Uh, and it's a much more beautiful game uh, because of their help. So as we're scavenging, what sort of, I'm just curious about what we're looking at when we get inside this zine. Now we have to find random technology. Are there charts and stuff of different things that you're able to find on the planet or could you? Yeah. So we have, we have three big lists uh, for the person running Ida. Uh, we have a list of what kind of challenges you might find in these ships, things like swinging electrical wires or <laughs> armed militant sentries. Uh, we have, and then we have the devices. And the devices that you find might be, it, it's a description, like a warm sphere and an effect, uh, like this one induces sleep. I see, I yep. see. Uh, so the uh, Game Master will be playing both the World Master as well as Ida, the enemy then, I'm assuming. That's right. And, and the neat thing about Ida is that every night you have to sacrifice two 
orbs of technology. I mean, orbs are how powerful the, the uh, device is. And if you don't sacrifice that to her, she kills you. Uh, is it but if you keep death? enough of that, like your, your escape route is to get 10 of these orbs. Not and then you can it. repair your ship and try to run away. So if I have like an old VS, VCR in my basement, a PlayStation 1, how many orbs would I be able to get for the old VCR? <laughs> uh, so that's probably like one orb here. Oh. Um, your PS2 might be a two orb device. And if you take one orb out, it'll degrade into a PS1. Uh-huh. So there's, there's this degradation thing where you can say, okay, this device lets me launch a 50 foot rope. Right. I'm going to take one orb out. Now it can only do a 40 foot rope, but I can survive one day longer. Got it. Got it. So you can mix and match a little bit the technologies depending on what you need. But of course, that downgrades the value of it to the um, to, to, to item. <laughs> That's exactly right. And every time you use these items, they degrade as well. So there's really a use it or lose it kind of kind of dichotomy. There's going to be a, a little bit of resource management and thinking there versus just burning our way through everything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And the end goal is to get off of Ida, essentially? That's right. If you can if you can repair your ship, you can attempt an escape, which is a very difficult challenge uh, thing. But I, I like the idea of a design of a game that has a very specific end point. Start and end. Yes, agree. That's interesting because a lot of role-playing games don't have any end point. <laughs> you can go on forever as long as you keep it going. So yeah. how long how long do you how long do you figure an average for game lack session. of a better term campaign or session is looking for a one-shot game or are we looking for over a period of different how what do you think that would so, run? Yeah, you could do this as a very tight one-shot. I would be a little surprised if you were able to get out. If you wanted to do this, you know, all the way through, it's probably just a three or four game uh, you know, if, if you're running like a two or three hour game, you could probably do this in three or four games. Like it's, it's, it's a smaller scope thing. Yeah. And if you're running a game, a lot of times we're, we're trying to explore new games. We don't have time to do a full campaign of them all. That's a really good setup for a game able to say, okay, it's going to, we're going to do it for these three or four sessions. And then yeah. that's the whole game. We've played it. I like that. That's that's pretty helpful in trying to run a game. <laughs> no, we can put an end to it and then start a new one up. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, I think that makes it very unique in the sense that, like you said, you have a definitive start and a definitive goal objective to finish is to, you know, survive and get off the planet. <laughs> I've taken a lot of inspiration recently from Band of Blades. Uh, my last big Kickstarter that I did was very influenced by that. And I just love the idea of, of having a start and an end. That that band of blades and what's the other one? Blades in the dark, isn't yep. that what it's called? And then there's a sci-fi one, isn't there? What's uh, that? Scum and villainy. Scum and villainy is what it is. I need those are ones that I keep on picking, looking at, and like. Now, is that similar to? Am I, am I wrong? Do you know if that's similar in 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Similar system or or whatever. There's that that uh, thirsty sword lesbians that's out, isn't it? So Thirsty Sword Lesbians and Blades in the Dark are both published by Evil Hat. Okay. Uh, I haven't actually run Thirsty Sword, so I'm not sure. Um, but Blades in the Dark, I'll tell you this, it is probably the best RPG I've read in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. It is incredible. Yeah, we're going to have to pick that up and take a look at it here. I, I've been I've been saying that for quite a while now. It, as soon as the budget allows, I'm yeah. gonna, I can buy so many game books. 
and and I'm trying to back so many zines right now that it's hard to keep up with all the things out there. Yeah. So Absolutely. for uh, Close Encounters, so how long did you have this in development before you, you got it to launch here? So this started as as me doing layout. I wanted to try my hand with layout. Uh, so about a month ago, I sat down and was just playing around with layout. And then, like I said, I, I called up Sean and and they were able to say, <laughs> okay, here's here's a bunch of things you can do better. <laughs> Uh, but really just a month it really felt it really flowed from the layout forward um, i knew what kind of vibe i wanted awesome now we're about out of time yep. before we cut out could you tell our listeners where they can find you online one last time any kind of links or whatever so that they can check everything out yeah you can find me again my itch page is alrine.itch.io or you can find me on twitter at alexander the fine and as always, you can find us at wobbliesandwizards.com and keep those dice rolling. Lucky dice is what you need. <laughs>